The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, that is, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting at the side of the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and to say, Son of David, Jesus, have pity on me. And many of them scolded him and told him to keep quiet. But he only shouted all the louder, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him here. So they called the blind man. Courage, they said. Get up. He is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he jumped up and went to Jesus. Then Jesus spoke to him. What do you want me to do for you? Rabunai, the blind man, said to him, Master, let me see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has saved you. And immediately his sight returned, and he followed him along the road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's be seated, eh? This is one of my um, favorite stories. And if anyone... Lisa, you haven't been to Israel yet, have you? No. But you intend to go? So the diocese has a, a yearly pilgrimage, and we send a, a group yes. of people to the Holy Land, where Jesus was, oh. right? And, um, and in December, I was there. And I went to Jericho. Yes. And it's a, it's a very unsuspecting little, little place, you know, very quaint. Um, actually, I should, if I thought, I would have worn my little multicolored vest thing that I picked up there. <laughs> Looks a bit snazzy. Anyway, um, I want to I wanna talk about two things today, okay? One of them, everyone said this after me, would be God's sovereignty. Everyone say sovereignty. Sovereignty. Okay, God's sovereignty means that there's nothing that escapes his, his vision and his, let's say, control. Um, everything is within his power. Everything's sort of in the palm of his hand. Does that make sense? Um, because God is sovereign, we, we do well to put ourselves in his care. Because who else would we prefer to care for us, you know? Um, but think about this for a second, just to, just to understand some of what that means. Hands up um, if you have a pretty good memory. Okay, how long does it last? Like, like what, did, what was the first thing your mum said to you this morning? Okay, are you just are you just making that up though? <laughs> oh, she said that. It's Sophia, of course it is. Um, <laughs> Sophia's wise, man. Listen to Sophia. Um, the point I was going to make is that our memories sort of fade a little bit with time, and because we have a limited memory, we prioritize the stuff we're trying to remember, and the most important stuff, like get out of bed, <laughs> is at the top, and and other stuff sort of falls by the wayside, right? Back in the day, when before we had smartphones and stuff. People would have memorized countless phone numbers. Imagine that. They would have said, oh yeah, Betty. They just had it in their head. They didn't save it in their phone. I cannot mem I've got three phone numbers memorized. It's my mum's, my dad's, my brother's. That's it. I don't remember any others. And I remember mine. But, um, but my, my brain doesn't work well enough to commit every single phone number to memory. Mm -mm, I can't do it. Um, God's memory is a lot better than ours, okay? Every single little thing that is not even worth us noticing, God notices, God remembers, and God is lovingly present. It's, it's kind of hard to imagine, but there's nothing too small for God to notice and to care about. Um, that's a beautiful, I guess, faith 
thing that we declare to ourselves. It's like, God, you know. It's consoling, isn't it? Makes you feel safe. And it's true. Anyway, I think Bartimaeus knew this about God. Because who is Bartimaeus in Jericho? Like, Jericho is a pretty not famous town. Bartimaeus is a blind beggar in that town. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how important is he? Kind of, kind of zero in a way. But to Jesus, 10. 10 out of 10. Jesus knows him. Jesus cares. I love how um, Bartimaeus... See, by the way, this is like pretty, pretty far into Jesus' ministry. So people are hearing about him all around the place. And, and it says, Bartimaeus, this blind beggar, okay? He's poor. He's probably dressed in like a rag. He's probably not eaten for weeks. And he's sitting by the side of the road like a piece of rubbish. And he hears, oh, Jesus is passing by. And he starts to shout out. And what do they do to him? Did you hear? It says, yeah. They say, stop shouting. Yeah. That's right. It says they scolded him. And I told him, it's improper that you do that. Don't do that. And he only got, in, he only got louder, right? Because he's not interested in the crowd. He's interested in the sovereign Jesus. The Jesus who notices and knows and cares and is present to everything. That goes for all of us, hey? Bartimaeus is every single one of us. Um, none of us, I mean, the world has its way of telling us how important we are, but the world doesn't have a clue. You are infinitely important. And the Lord who is sovereign is attentive to you, is walking with you. Um, this is cool though, because Bartimaeus doesn't ask for just anything. Keep in mind, he's a beggar, okay? So he's got no possessions, which means he's got no money, no house, no car, no fancy food, nothing. What does he ask for? Hey, Jesus, give me a palace and give me like a massive pool and a big Ferrari. Is that what he said? Uh-uh. What did he pray for? He wanted to see it. Exactly. Lord, that I may see. Um, I've been learning, this is what I was thinking when I was talking at the start. I've been learning about the soul. Do you know much about the soul? Um, yeah? Uh, it's um, when you die, your soul goes up to heaven or something. Sure, sure. But there's even more than that. Um, we would say, and sometimes, can I say, like, I need to find a succinct way to say this. Sometimes we have cheap little um, phrases that we throw around that help us make sense of stuff, but really when you think about it, it's like, that's a kind of dumb phrase, you know? Um, so one of them, I've heard people say this, they say, we're not having, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Now that's a little bit true, but it's, it's a kind of very reductionist way of thinking about it. Um, what we would say is that you are a body-soul composite, just like water is hydrogen and oxygen together, and, and the two things make a new thing. You are a body and a soul. You are an enfleshed body. You are an ensouled... Wait a minute, you're an enfleshed soul. <laughs> you're an ensouled body. Now that sounds a bit complicated, but, but think of it this way. Um, when, I know this is fake wax, but when you look at this, pretend it's wax, do you think that the wax is one thing and then the shape of the wax is another thing? It's the same thing, right? It's, it's wax in a certain shape. Okay, so you are a soul in the shape of you. Like that's, you are your soul. You can, you can touch your soul when you touch your body because it's kind of the same thing in a way, that the two are intermingled. 
Sonny was right. When we die, then something happens. Our soul is separated from our body, which is kind of scary. Like, that's a really scary thing to happen in a way. Um, we shouldn't be scared because the sovereign Lord is aware of what's happening and he's with us. But let's pretend it is scary anyway, which it is a little bit. You know, people are naturally scared of death. The body separates from the soul. Then what happens? Well, yeah. Yeah, the soul goes up to heaven and the body rests in the earth. Now, here's the cool thing. If the human person, think about this for a second. If the human person is an enfleshed soul, okay, so your humanity depends on both being together, that means that when you're in heaven, your soul, when your soul's in heaven and when your body's in the ground, you're kind of you're kind of not exactly fully human. For a second, you're something different. In the fullness of time, at the end of time, when Jesus resurrects everyone, do you think you'll be fully human or half human? What would make most sense? No, wait, think about it. Because if Jesus is sovereign and he loves all of you, he loves all of you, that means your body, your soul, your history, your everything. He loves everything about you. What would he want to gather up for you in eternity, forever? Yeah, everything, everything. So that means even though we, we see people, like we know people die, right? And their body goes into the ground and their soul goes up to heaven. But in the fullness of time, which means ages and ages and ages from now, Jesus, who's currently bodily in heaven, by the way, because he rose bodily, like you can't find his tomb. He's not buried anywhere. He's, he's bodily in heaven. In the fullness of time, Jesus will f get your soul and get your body and connect them up again. And by the way, and think of Bartimaeus here, your body, we're going to say, has no defects, okay? There's nothing lacking, nothing at all. That means you'll have, let's say, an infinitely healthy body in heaven because it matters. Um, that's the destiny that Jesus has for every every single one of us. Every single one of us, which is a, a wonderful thing to hope in. It's a wonderful thing to hope in. Um, I've been speaking for a while, but can I say one last little thing? Um, notice when Bartimaeus comes and he's calling out and the disciples finally say, Jesus says, get him to come here. And they say, oh, courage. Did Bartimaeus need that encouragement? <laughs> no. No, because Bartimaeus had what we would call the gift of, um, I don't know, a filial, a filial relationship with Jesus. He didn't see Jesus as some real powerful guy that may or may not help him. He saw Jesus as his brother, and then he saw God as his father, which means he had a very intimate relationship with Jesus, even though he never met him. It's encouragement to us, courage, to have a brotherly relationship with Jesus. Close your eyes for a second and just imagine you are sitting by the road and Jesus comes wandering past and you cry out to him and you say, Jesus! And you ask him for whatever it is exactly that you need. He already knows anyway. But you ask him and he says, follow me. Our journey continues with him, our brother, our Sovereign Lord and our Heavenly Father.